You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, slip on your power glove, and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, Toonsters? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. I'm your host, Tim Nadell. Please follow me on Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I am your co-host, Gary Lane. You can follow me on Twitter at SMRGary. And of course, follow us online. It's at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. So, welcome, Gary. It's 2017. I know. It feels like we were just doing the 2016 episode, but that's not true because I wasn't there in January. <laughs> so, Sad. but it, it does, it just feels like it was January. Yeah. yeah. Of 2016. I can't believe it. And of course, we're going to be looking back on the year 2016 at the end of this episode. Um, today's episode, we're also going to be talking about the newly announced voice cast of DuckTales, the, the reboot. We're going to be joined by yes. Christy from VoiceTasters.com. We'll be talking about our thoughts and what we hope to see out of it and our fears, honestly. So stay tuned for that. And to go along with the interview that I did on the first of this month, I had uh, Squire Friedel on. He was Ronald McDonald between 1984 and 1991. To go along with that, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite mascots or spokespersons. Is that a word? Spokespersons? Uh, spokespeople? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that we grew up with from the 80s and 90s. Uh, it could be from commercials. It could be from cereal boxes, anything. Something that really, really stands out, something we, we all love. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, really discussing this. This this was a tough one for me. It was, it was actually super easy for me, but I'm afraid that I miss so many people because it was super easy, if you know what I mean. That's true, yeah. I went with my gut thoughts for the ones that I picked, but there are so many more that I would love to talk about, so maybe sometime. Part two. Part two on this one would be two. fun. Yes. So before we go into it, I kind of wanted to announce a new format starting in 2017 for the podcast, which I'm super, super excited about, and I know I'll be super, super busy. So as you may know, I started out doing the podcast. I only interviewed one person a month. I did that for many, many years. This is my fifth year coming up, my fifth year doing the podcast. And I think up until just, when did you come along? Two years ago, Gary? Yeah, it was, it was 2015, I believe. Two years ago, Gary came along and we added on this episode where we just sit and talk about cartoons and toys and mascots, that kind of stuff. So that was two episodes a month. And then over the past summer, I started getting a lot more interviews because the show is getting out there more, more popular and everything. And so I started doing more interviews each month, and it dawned on me. It's like, you know, why not just do that on the regular? So starting in 2017, starting this month, January, we'll be doing four episodes a month, which is going to be crazy for me. But I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be pretty cool. So each episode's coming out every Monday. The first Monday of the month is going to be one of my regular interview episodes interviewing voice actors, you know, people that associated with animation, that kind of stuff. Second Monday of the month is going to be our episodes, you know, the cartoon talk with Gary and myself. Third Monday, another interview episode. So I'll be having two interview episodes each month. And the fourth Monday is a brand new show that is going to be debuting just in a few weeks here. 
It's going to be called Video Game Rewind, where I'll be joined by Jacob. You'll hear him pretty soon in a few weeks. And we'll be talking about, you know, it's going to be a lot like Saturday Morning Rewind, but for video games, because I'm sure I'm not alone by saying I wasn't only addicted to cartoons as a kid. It was video games, too. Like, after Looney Tunes was off the air at noon on Saturday mornings, I would pop in the NES or the SNES and play those games for hours and hours. So I'm super excited to announce Video Game Rewind, and I can't wait to have Jacob on the show. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to uh, help out on and to listen to, I'm sure. And Gary, you'll you'll come on every now and then, too. Every now and then. Might just pop up. <laughs> and also remember our patreon campaign if you want to help us out financially you know the a podcast a good podcast is not super cheap to do trust me it's really not and so if you want to help out by any means go to check out our patreon campaign you'll find that on our website saturdaymorningrewind.com and what patreon is it's like a monthly subscription you can the lowest we have is two dollars a month which is nothing, but it really, really would help out if quite a few, you know, handful of people did that. And then it jumps up to five and then 10 and 30, you know, whatever you're comfortable with doing. And if you can't do monthly, we have it set up to where you can just donate at one time. So just go to the donation tab on our website to check all those options out. And uh, I'd be forever grateful for anything that we get. So thank you so much. And one final announcement. Gary and I are working on our 100th episode of the podcast, which is great because, like I said, I've for the first three years, I did like one episode a month. So this is pretty great that I get to celebrate the 100th episode. And we need your guys' help for this one. We really do. We need you guys to send in some feedback, some questions, some comments that we can talk about on the episode. It doesn't have to be cartoon-related. It really doesn't. You can ask us about our childhood Ask us about our first car that we drove and that kind of stuff. Ask about our favorite movies, anything. It'd be super cool. Yeah. Just uh, send any questions or comments to contact at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Again, that's contact at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And we'll be recording this probably the very first week of February. So try to do it before then. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what sort of questions we get because, you know, people know a lot about us as kids, but this opens up a whole lot of new avenues for people to ask us questions about. And, and we'll finally get to see what people want us to talk about. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's a cartoon we're not covering. Like I know we're not covering Hanna-Barbera, which we we are going to at some point because I do love Hanna-Barbera. So yeah. anything's open as long as it's, you know, kid friendly. All right. Now that that's out of the way, uh, I guess we'll be right back with Christy Sproul from VoiceChasers.com to talk about the newly announced DuckTales cast. You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. So now I just want to take a little bit of time out of this episode to talk about the recent news about the DuckTales voice casting of the upcoming Disney XD show coming out this summer. And for this segment, we're going to be joined by Christy Sproul from Voice Chasers, voicechasers.com. Christy, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Now, I've said on the show before, DuckTales is tied for my favorite cartoon of all time, the original DuckTales. It's going to be hard saying that now, the original DuckTales. <laughs> yeah, it feels weird. Because my other favorite cartoon is Thundercats, and I guess now I need to say the original Thundercats as well. 
That's right. So my two favorites are being rebooted, and I didn't hate the remake of Thundercats, so we'll see how this new DuckTales holds up. Hopefully, I won't hate it. I never saw the reboot of Thundercats. Did they do sort of a switch up with the voice cast, or was it mostly the same? Oh, no, it was all different voice casts, but they did have some of the originals guest on the cartoon. So they are unlike Disney in some ways where they actually, you know, honored the past. Mm-hmm. which hopefully we might get that for this upcoming DuckTales, but I don't think it's going to happen, honestly. I don't think the original cast will be anything in the yeah. reboot. Yeah, I don't know. Alright, so who wants to step in first? Who wants to get their thoughts out first on this on this cast? I'll start. So uh, so I think I saw the video about the same time everybody did yesterday uh, with the ca- the new cast singing the, the original theme song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was watching it without reading the text first. So just kind of seeing these faces pop up. Some I knew, some I didn't know. Uh, I'm a big community fan. So Danny Pudi was familiar to me. Uh, David Tennant, of course, was familiar to me. Um, Kate Micucci was was familiar to me. Um, and it just felt... Uh, my, my first reaction was stunt casting, just because um, all these people are, are very kind of hip kind of that SNL crowd mm-hmm. uh, kind of people, those comedian folks. And uh, my initial reaction was, what the heck mm-hmm. are they doing? Uh, especially because there's some of the original cast still out there. And I know with the Powerpuff re- reboot, you know, it was the same kind of thing, uh, that initial punch in the gut. And if, if, you know, the original voices are still around, we, you know, we prefer that they, they honor those voices, you know, the characters with those original voices. But, uh, you know, now it's become more of a marketing technique uh, to try and get a certain demographic. So uh, definitely disappointment for me. Um, I'm still hoping for the best. But but yeah, initially it was a, a disappointment, just as, especially because, uh, especially with the, the nephews and, and with Webby, I, yeah. I don't know why uh, casting those those actors is going to do any good, especially if they're they're pitching the voice upward, where they're not recognizable exactly. anyway. It's it just it just feels like a name, you know, a name grab. It's it's stunt casting. Well, it's like so. when they did the Alvin the Chipmunks movie. It's like who, it's like who cares if there's a celebrity voicing? You change the pitch of the voice. You don't know who it right. is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, just... that that was exactly what I thought of. I mean, I do I do agree. It feels like stunt casting just based on the cast that they have. But I do sort of feel like the old the original cast. The youngest person on that cast was Frank Welker, and he's 69 <laughs> this year, or he'll be 70 probably at the time that the show starts. So all of the cast is, you know, anywhere from June Frey's, what, 96 now? So somewhere in that 30-year time gap between 70 and 100 is where all the cast currently sits. So if they want to take this long term, I understand going for a younger crowd, you know, because I feel like they want to sort of build a new legacy with perhaps Dave david Tennant's scrooge mcduck and i think that getting someone older would yeah. while not a terrible choice it still makes more sense to go young but I, it, it's as if they're making this more into a comedy show than an action adventure that it originally was that and, seems true and i don't like that i'm scared yeah i'm afraid it's going to turn into you know like a teen titans go to where it's just so frantic and just comedy everywhere you're slapped with comedy everywhere you look and that's not what yeah. ducktales was ducktales was an adventure show i loved it if there was anything that ducktales had going for it is that it actually probably was the least funny disney afternoon yeah show. yeah yeah because uh, ducktales i mean uh, darkwing duck had a lot of slapstick comedy and 
of course, you know, Goof Troop had a ton of it, and I would say Tailspin and and DuckTales are the two that had the least amount of comedy. Yeah, I, I think so. Do we know who the animation director is yet? Like, what style? I, I saw some of the, the pictures, but do we know uh, who's the director? Actually doing the um, I looked up, I don't know if he's, I, don't, I do not know, but I know somebody involved. I can think he's the creator of the show. He wasn't involved with Teen Titans, not Go, but Teen Titans. Oh, and the Batman, what's the Batman show that came out? Brave and the Bold. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So it, that's kind of, I'm, I'm optimistic with that. Yeah. But I don't watch many modern-day cartoons, but I did hear those are both two pretty good cartoons. I think tonally it looks like they're going for the Carl Sparks Don Rosa design. Yeah. You know, there's little things that give me hope. The fact that they are still incorporating characters like Launchpad, who didn't exist, and things like that. There's, It still feels like there's a little something for the fans in there. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll put more in there. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I just want to hear Terry as maybe Launchpad's dad or something, you know, just one episode have the, any of the existing voice cast back as special guests would just be amazing. And a, and a big thank you, you know, to the, the fans who remember them. I remember back whenever GI Joe Renegades was a show for one season. Um, I'm still bitter about that, but uh, they actually had Michael Bell come back mm-hmm. to play Duke's dad. And it's so common that they do that. I can't imagine that they won't with this series, but I just, it just, I guess, depends on availability. Because I don't even know if June Foray is still doing any. I don't uh, think recording. she is. No, I don't think she no, is. No, not not really. Yeah, she's not doing much anymore. But if, if you think about it, if they cast Terry as Launchpad's dad, is that putting Peter Cullen out of out of a job? Because didn't he <laughs> didn't he voice him in that one in that one episode? I think so. I think that was him. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. But he he doesn't need you the just job. Went though. Really deep into the archives on that one. <laughs> wow. Okay, so the rest of the cast for me. I'm different from you guys. I hardly knew any of them because I'm not a huge comedy guy. I don't find a lot of comedians funny, honestly. I actually knew Ben Swartz because I listened to Comedy Bang Bang. It's a podcast, and he's a guest quite frequently on that. And he's also the voice of BB-8 from Star Wars Force Awakens. Hmm. Although I guess he really does, does beeping and all, so I don't know what he really added to the character, but that was him. Um... I don't know who Danny is. It Pooty? Is that his name? Yeah, he's from yeah. Community. Yeah, I never watched that show. I've, I've seen yeah. that one episode of it. Um, uh, the GI Joe episode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna, <laughs> yeah, I guessed. And uh, it says that he's actually going to be the voice of Brainy in the upcoming Smurfs movie. Mm. Yes, that's true. Yes, I heard. I heard that. That and makes it, more sense to me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bobby. Is it Moynihan? Is that his name, Moynihan? Yes. I knew him. Seven. I don't. I don't watch that Live, but I've seen him in the clips that I've seen, yep. and it says that he does voices on We Bear Bears, which I don't watch that show either. Gary, you watch that show, don't you? Uh, yeah, I like that show. Okay, yeah, my girls like it. I just I don't have time for modern day cartoons. It's it's nothing great. It's just a cute little kid show. Yeah, and Kate Webby. I'm still don't know what to think about that. I know her from Garfunkel and Oates. I know her from uh, the second to last season of Scrubs. <laughs> yeah. Um. She was she's voicing Irma right now on the Ninja Turtles series, which I yes. didn't know about, and she's also Velma on Scooby Doo now. Yes, she's That's been doing right. a lot more VO work lately. Does um, she change her voice at all when she does those characters? No, no. she's like I didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. Here's here's my gripe about getting these, especially these actors right here. I don't see besides David, I don't see many of them trying to change the way they talk to fit the character. Right. Mm-mm. 
I see them just playing. I, I see them Justin Timberlaking it, you know, and being yourself. They're not character actors. These are comedians. They're not character actors. And right, that's right, right. one thing that scares me about this cast. Uh, unless they're allowed to improv. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want be... <laughs> I don't want too much of that either, honestly, because it's it. it's not yeah. an improv show. It's a DuckTales. It's I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a perfect balance that they're going to have to hit with this. And you know, like I think Bobby'll do right. I actually don't know Ben Schwartz. He's the only person whose name I didn't recognize. He's 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 pretty funny. Oh. I I I like him. I th- he's actually the one of the three that I liked. <laughs> as as Huey Dewey and Louie, so I don't I don't mind him at all. Yeah, I think that uh, Beck Bennett, he's he's one of those people that I've always kind of liked um, on SNL, even though SNL is terrible, especially these past couple years. And uh, I like him on that show. I think that he might actually try to make himself sound like Terry a little bit. I don't know. I'm just always scared anytime that they change the nephews' personalities up because we don't want another quack pack scenario. And, you know, the nephews have always been connected and one mind finishing each other's sentences ever since their inception. And it's just kind of a little nerve wracking to think there might not be that this time around. Yeah. The casting feels very much like the Smurfs reboot movie to me. Just Mm -hmm. that comedic SNL brand of of actor, Um, which I don't really understand what that brings if they're not really improving, but... uh, other than name recognition, but I feel like it's such a small segment. Maybe I'm just too old now. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I mean, maybe the 20 year olds recognize these people more than I do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Aaron Sparrow got to see a sneak peek of this with animation and voices combined. So he's known for months and he's sort of been gloating about that a little bit, I think, but he hasn't been able to say anything until the news officially was announced. Um, he said that in the version that he saw in the early sketches, the nephews and uh, Webby's voices were not pitch uh, bent, but he doesn't know oh. if they will be in post. The thing that he said is that Beck Bennett does an incredible Terry McGovern or uh, an incredible Launchpad, and that there's a lot of interaction between Louie and Launchpad, which I don't remember the nephews ever having that much no. uh, of an interaction with him before so and he says that people's minds will be blown when they find out uh who's voicing gizmo duck so we know for sure that gizmo Hmm. duck is in it now i didn't know that nice okay huh i'm guessing bill Hader because he's got that kind of voice (laughs) that can do a lot of different things yeah and he's on snl yeah Yeah, we need some and he's on snl (laughs) we need some more nsl people yep Mm -hmm. that's what the show is missing and he's more snl people honestly Oh. I know. I, know. I just. I hope they get Lorne Michaels to play uh, Flint Heart. Uh, but you know, I think we need Melissa McCarthy to be Miss Beakley. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> or Kate. What's her name? Yeah, Kate McKinnon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think she would have been a better voice for Webby because to me, Kate McCucci's voice is too recognizable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that it doesn't change, she sounds like a teenager, which I don't know how old the kids are in this one. But she sounds more like a teenager than a little kid to me. So, who knows? Okay. What are you going to say, Tim? Um, well, final thoughts, Christy. Have any closing thoughts? So my my biggest question is: Is Tony Anselmo doing Donald? On IMDb, uh, it's listed, but who knows? It's been wrong before. Yeah, I'm just curious because. You know, Disney character voices, I thought the point of that department was, you know, to keep the integrity of the characters yeah, and yeah. keep the consistent voices. So if it's not 
Tony Anselmo. I would be surprised. And, uh, you know, I think we were talking about, um, you know, these these guys are quasi celebrity. You know, are they going to bring them back for park attractions or, mm-hmm. you know, video game stuff or, or stuff like that? Or are they going to replace them? What's you know, what's the point of having them if they're going to be replaced by by other folks? I don't know. It's it's just really interesting to me. It's but, almost like uh, what they're doing with the, the Mickey Mouse shorts, you know, with the different voice of yes. Mickey Mouse is like, like you said, keep it the same. I don't know what they're thinking. Getting multi- but they could be going the Looney Tunes route, to where they don't want to have one specific voice actor designated for one character, for for money purposes and that kind of stuff. But Disney's never been that way, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. If I'm remembering back to what I heard, I think Bill Farmer mentioned it on the episode with you that still to this day he's never signed a contract. Yeah, and he's been the voice of Goofy for thirty years. So like Disney is very careful with how they can sidestep these things if they have to. So I don't I don't know what that means in terms of longevity, but they seem to be pretty true to the people who do the voices mm-hmm. um, in most cases. So my closing thoughts, um, my closing thoughts. Um, yes. I love what I see. I love the character designs. I love the animation. I definitely the animation is what is keeping me up on there. It's like I love that look. I love the the 2D look. It's not 3D. And I'm looking forward to some pretty cool merchandise. Yes. So hopefully we get some of that. And uh, I'm still in there. I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. We'll see what it brings. But hopefully they won't turn it into a one giant crazy SNL skit to where it, you need Ritalin to, to climb yourself down after watching it. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. I agree. And, and I guess my closing thoughts are just that it's everything you've both said. Um, I, I want Tony to be back. I want for them to stay as true to the old characters as they can while giving it a new spin. Uh, I want. I love the animation. I'm a huge fan of that. Although we haven't actually seen it in action yet, we'll see where it goes. It's it's still too early to automatically dismiss it in my mind. Um, I will say that I think David Tennant is a great choice. I I I like that they're going with a young guy and that they're going just in a direction that I would never guess. Cause I had a short list of who I thought it would be and I would have never put him on it. And I think it's better than. No offense to John Kassir, but I just didn't like his Scrooge that much in the uh, Duck the Halls special. So I'm glad that he's not the permanent voice of Scrooge. I look forward to seeing where they go from here. And he's Scottish, David Tennant. That too. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, so, that's what I meant to. That, yeah, so that's that's. Positive. You just brought up the main point I meant to. <laughs> <laughs> now the question is, will Flint... F- bleh, Flint fart. The question is... <laughs> The question is, will Flint Hart actually be South African this time, like he was originally created, or will they stick with the uh, Scottish take? Mm. All right, guys. Well, thank yeah. you guys for checking us out. And Christy, where can people follow you? At Voice Chasers or VoiceChasers.com. Hi, guys. Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back. After a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell is an independent podcast ran solely off of generous donations by listeners just like you. A lot goes into running a podcast. 
So if you want to continue hearing SMR and would like to get involved, please visit SaturdayMorningRewind.com and check out their Patreon campaign. With a small monthly donation, you'll get the opportunity to get involved and even hear your name on the show. Here's Tim to tell you more about it. Hey guys, what's up? Tim here. I want to give a quick shout out to our Patreons for this month. So thank you so much, Jared Tolbert. And so if you want to hear your name here or if you want to help out in any other way, check out our Patreon page by going to our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com and click on the Patreon tab. Donations start at only $2. On behalf of all of us, we thank you and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! Guys Aroni! Tim! Gary! Guys! I guess, Gary, now it's time to talk about our favorite mascots or spokespeople that we loved as kids. Yeah, I believe it is that time. So do you want to go first since you have, I believe, slightly more than I do? Yeah, I, I told Gary at the usual, you know, come up with at least three. And here I am. I, I found five. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's my show. It is really my... I, I can do whatever I want, Gary. I can have a hundred of them. You get to sit here and listen to the hundred mascots, okay? <laughs> that is true. That is true. You could do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Let's see. Let's set this first one up a little bit. I, and I usual, I, I kind of put them in order of my favorites. So this one here is my fifth favorite um, okay. that I can come with I, up with. I'm sure there's some that you came up with, Gary. It's like, oh, God, I should have thought of that one when I didn't think of that one. But that's what's fun about talking about these. We get to find out, you know, we get reminded about certain things we may have forgotten about. For sure. And there were a few that I figured you might pick. So I just sort of laid low on those. Yeah. I like, uh, I like how you do that. On one. Yeah. I like, I like how you do that because there's many times where we would step on each other's feet if we yeah. truly, you know, went along with our favorite favorites. But right. if I don't talk about those, please mention those in the, you know, at the end there. Okay. Yeah. We'll do. So start uh, with number five. Number five. Okay. So it's for a toy. And these toys. I was so in love with. I remember I used to go to my friend's, actually he's my brother's friend's house. We used to go to Mark and Christie's house and play with these toys all the time. And of course I'm talking about micro machines. This is the Micro Machine Man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of micro machines. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trim, precision paint jobs, plus incredible micro machine pocket play sets. There's a police station, fire station, restaurant, service station, and more. Perfect pocket portables to take any place. And there are many miniature play sets to play with, and each one comes with its own special edition micro machine vehicle and fun, fantastic features that miraculously move. Raise the boat lift at the airport marina, man the gun turret at the army base, clean your car at the car wash, raise the toll bridge. And these play sets fit together to form a micro machine world. Micro machine pocket play sets, so tremendously tiny, so perfectly precise, so dazzlingly detailed, you'll want to pocket them all. Micro machines are micro machine pocket play sets sold separately from Galoob. The smaller they are, the better they are. Yeah. Wow. That's a uh that's a great one. <laughs> and and like you said, that's actually one that I did not consider. Really? So um yeah, it, it didn't it didn't cross my mind once, but it should have. Yeah, no, it's it's a toy uh, that that's... came out, you know, started coming out in the eighties and late eighties and early nineties, and I was obsessed with and the voice you heard, of course, was John Mashita Jr. He is also known as Motormouth. That was his nickname Motormouth, as you can hear, you know why. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's great. He's got a very auctioneer sort of take to uh, his oh, approach. So amazing. So he's actually, he was in the Guinness Book of World Records as the fastest talker 
alive, but I think I think that was broken sometime in the late '90s by somebody else. Yeah, I I, I remember um, I remember these commercials very well. The the visuals come back to me almost immediately as soon as I hear that guy's voice, which is just a wonderful thing. A great pick for sure. I saw in an interview that he did where he said, "This is a quote." He said he had five sisters growing up. And so we needed to talk fast just to get a word in. <laughs> that, that's a, that actually seems pretty accurate. Yeah. I, I loved Micro Machine so much, but I think John's voice made me love it more when I saw the commercials come on. So that is my first pick for my favorite mascot or salesperson, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> he was kind of both, actually. He sure was. All right. So on to my uh, pick. Have you ever been frustrated because the Noid ruined your pizza? <laughs> Noid loves to ruin pizza. Whole Domino's pizza. We avoid the Noid. We keep the Noid out, and all this. Didn't he almost make a comeback a couple years ago? Domino's Pizza delivers. Uh, he, he actually has come back. He's in some of the commercials now. That's what I thought. I know he was in that one recently when they talk about like rewarding people who have bought pizza. Like, yeah, you get yeah. A, you get a there's, date with a Noid or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And there's another one with like a biker dude who's got the Noid tattooed on his arm as he's driving yeah, that's past. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is Domino's former mascot, the Noid. Uh, which he was created in 1986 by Matthew Thronton and Group 243, which is the advertising agency for Domino's. And uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. He was animated by Will Vinton Studios, which is not a name that immediately comes to mind, but I was reading up on them a little bit, and they are now the studio that's known as Leica Entertainment. Oh, nice. So, so they're the ones who brought us Coraline, Paranorman, and Kubo and the Two Strings. And so, you know... Now we can add the Noid to that list, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And Yeah, yeah. So the, the voiceover announcer in most of the commercials and, and in that one that was just played was Andre Stoika, who has always had just kind of this smooth, peaceful voice that I've always really liked. And uh, the Noid himself was voiced by Hans Marr, who's a name that I sort of recognize, but looking at his IMDb page, I don't know why I would. Yeah, uh, he's kind of a puppeteer, though. I think he was in movies like Return to Oz, Masters of the Universe, and uh, I think he worked on dinosaurs for the entire run of the series. Wow! So, so he was associated uh, with Henson at some point, then. Yeah, it, it seems like it, because Return to Oz was Henson, I believe. Yeah, it was, and same with dinosaurs. And dinosaurs, yeah, yeah. So uh, this, I thought this was kind of appropriate. I didn't know about this, but in 1988, they actually planned a TV series, a cartoon series called The Noid on CBS. And uh, it was scrapped because uh, people complained that it was just a marketing ploy <laughs> and not actually a show meant for kids. <laughs> what year was that? 1988. Okay, I can kind of see them complaining. Because at that point, I can't think of a cartoon besides like he-man that was purely out just to sell something that's true yeah well gi joe yeah gi joe and transformers and that kind of stuff but they it was a new product that they were trying to sell and here domino's is an existing product that's true that's true yeah 
Yeah, that's that. It's kind of a weird thing, and I'm. It's probably for the best it never happened because I could see that one sitting in like the uh, junk bin. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that one. For... I can see that one being really annoying too, because I can take them, you know, in thirty second spurts here and there. But I don't know about a whole twenty two episode, twenty two minute episode. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he did get two video games. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. Avoid the Noid in nineteen eighty nine. I think that was for computers. And yo, Noid in uh, 1990 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And uh, so I think the most interesting thing about the Noid is the controversy that surrounds his character. And uh, that sort of goes, on January 30th of 1989, Kenneth Lamar Noid, who was a mentally ill man, held up uh, two employees of an Atlanta Domino's restaurant. Uh, He held them hostage for over five hours because he thought that the ads were a personal attack on him. Wow. Yeah, so after forcing them to make him a pizza and making a demands oh for $100,000, a helicopter to escape, and a copy of a novel, he surrendered to the police. And uh, this story gets pretty dark now. Um, actually, not quite. There's there's a little bit of humor in this before it gets dark. He said, uh, after the incident ended, the police chief offered the assessment to reporters. He's paranoid. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> Which is is funnier than it actually should be, I think. Yeah, but, uh, he was actually charged with kidnapping, aggravated assault, extortion, and possession of a firearm during a crime. But he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Uh, he then spent three months in a mental institution and eventually committed suicide. No, uh, in 1995. So due to this controversial incident that happened, Domino's. That's why they decided to discontinue using the noise. Wow. Yeah. There's, there's so many mas- I, there's so many mascots out there where that's been the case where something happens yeah. in the world or United States where they have to stop doing the mascot and I hate that. Mhm. It's true or or you know in movies too like with with uh I think 9/11 changed a lot of movies including like the original ending of Lilo and Stitch which is why I think that movie actually would have been a lot better if they had have gone with the original ending rather than catering to the PC culture, which is understandable. But, yeah. you know, it's it's just like sometimes you can definitely feel the effect of these things. Yeah. All right, let's, let's try to get cheered up a little bit more. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to my, my second pick here. Actually, it's, it's my second and third pick. They kind of go together. Do you recognize it yet, Gary? Hmm? No. This is about it. It doesn't get it is it doesn't change at all from this point. <laughs> okay. Do you remember Fido Dido? I do remember Fido Dido. I loved Fido Dido. Yes. I don't actually. I, I do know why, because I think he was so cool, and at that time, I think I was maybe like eleven or twelve, maybe eleven when it came out, and uh-huh. I loved drawing. And he was like the easiest character to draw ever. <laughs> I remember I drew That's him true. all the time in sixth grade, all the time. Yeah, Fido Dido, and he's had kind of a resurgence in in recent years. I think. Yeah, or I mean, maybe it was fifteen years ago. I don't know, but I do remember him coming back. So Fido Dido was for 7-Up, of course. Yeah, you heard her at the end say 7-Up. Um, yep. The character was actually developed in 1985 on a napkin in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I wonder what for. I wonder why they were drawing, just doodling, I guess. Like I do at my desk all the time when I'm doing interviews is I, I just doodle all the time. So yeah. I just became I mean, that something. Seems wildly appropriate, honestly, just doodling created this character. <laughs> uh-huh. So in uh, 1987, he was licensed to PepsiCo and uh, they didn't really do anything with him until the early 90s. And at that point, he was replaced by... So, spoiler alert, this is my number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, as you are hearing, it's Cool Spot, or also just known as Spot, I guess, for, for 7-Up. He was before Fido Dido. Another very simplistic character, but another cool concept where he is the, the red dot in the 7-Up logo. And I thought that was so creative. Yeah, he, he looked really cool. Just the anthropomorphic. I always have a hard time with that word design of him uh, with the, you know, being the, the dot with skinny arms and legs and then the big hands and feet and then those sweet black sunglasses. I know. And uh, I remember having like a giant keychain of him. Like it's actually like a, a, an action figure size, but it was a keychain that I took the keychain off of and made it into an action figure. You know, you say you're saying that and I'm having like, serious flashbacks to my childhood and i feel like i may have had the same thing <laughs> or at least something very similar and actually fun fact i have uh you know the old window clingers from the 90s yeah i actually have one of those uh in the window of our house of cool spot so what if you drive by a house and you see a cool spot clinging there you know where gary lives mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I love this character he's one of my favorites and of course, he went on to star in how many video games? There was a good handful of video games he was in. Four total. Was there four? Did you play any of them? I'm sure you did. You you love those obscure games. <laughs> I've played all four of them. Of course, of um, course. <laughs> the first one was for the Nintendo in, in 1990 called Spot the Video Game. Very clever naming. Uh, and it was actually kind of like a Connect Four type game. I, I wouldn't really recommend it. Uh, and then Spot the Cool Adventure in 1992 for Game Boy, uh, which was pretty fun. That was actually just a Game Boy port of the game McKids, which I talked about a few episodes back when we were yeah. talking about McDonald's. Yep. Um, and then the big game in 1993 was Cool Spot. I didn't play a 19- single one of those at all. Really? No. Oh, well, I was a cool kid. And then- I didn't play games like this, Gary. <laughs> hey, I wasn't. Uh, and then... <laughs> And then in 1995, uh, they put out Spot Goes to Hollywood, which was a really weird, uh, like first PlayStation kind of kind of game. Okay. Oh, they're they're pretty fun. I remember renting the the Cool Spot one for the Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo, whichever. Uh, I remember renting that from a video game store when I was a kid a whole lot, and um, I, I remember playing it and getting really frustrated at it, but just keep playing it. You know that that was the great thing about yeah. those games back. I guess we'll have to talk about it on an upcoming video game rewind episode. That's true. That's no. true. Do you know who voiced Cool Spot? No, I don't. 
most people don't, and the information's not really readily available, but it, he's voiced by Townsend Coleman. Really? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I actually asked Townsend about it whenever I saw him a couple years ago, and uh, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher the story a little bit because it's been a while, but basically what he told me was that he essentially went in for one or two sessions, and they just recorded him doing all those weird little <laughs> kind of noises, and he did this for several hours and then they just used that one or two sessions and used his voice for 10 plus years. Wow. And, you know, he, he received royalties and everything okay, for good. it every time. I was, I was going to ask yeah. about that because a lot of times you wouldn't get royalties from one time, you know, performing. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. He said it was the best gig you could ever hope for. <laughs> And I, I think I really made his day whenever I asked him about Cool Spot because I don't think anyone ever does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As well, like asking things that are a little bit more obscure because I don't want to ask the yeah. same things. Like Tara Strong, what was it like to to voice? You know, although I will ask her that because I know people want to hear it, but I won't. Right. You know, concentrate on that kind of question. Yeah, it's not the first question out of your mouth. No. Yeah. Very well, nice. Very well, nice. What's your next one? This is not the one that I expected us to actually collide on. Uh, but um, <laughs> my next one is. You look nice, boss. Shut up, Chip. It's a disguise to get some yeah. fresh cereal. Please watch my baby, Mr. Cookie Cop. Certainly. Cookie Crisp. Oh, no. Oh, yes, Miss Cookie Crook. Cookie Crisp cereal is part of this complete breakfast. I know that voice. Who was that voice? That's the way the cookie crumbles. What'd you say? Who's the the voice of the cop? I know that voice. I don't know. It's, it's been driving me crazy. Commercials? Um, it's very hard in commercials because there's not too many places. Actually, voicechasers.com actually lists a lot of commercials, but it's mm-hmm. hard to find out exactly who does vo- voices in commercials. I know. it's 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 been kind of driving me crazy all day. I don't know if it's like... One of them... I listened to a bunch of these commercials to try to find the best one. And uh, at one point it sounded like Mel Blanc, but mm. I don't think it was. I don't think it is. Um, yeah, it's, 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 very, it's very hard to tell. Uh, and a lot of the mascots you can eventually find, but I scoured the depths of the internet mm-hmm. trying to figure this one out. My uh, next, as, one, as is, my next one is one of them. My next one is I do not know who did his voice. So we'll talk about that after you're done with this one here. Okay, all right. This was actually one that I thought we might uh, collide on. You know, I I did want to bring up some cereals, and this would be my number one for for cereal. But I try to stay kind of away from cereal because there's so many great mascots for cereal, honestly. Count Chocula, there's the Rice Krispies, so many great ones. So maybe I'll save that for our next talk. Well, yeah, maybe we could just do an episode on cereals because there's really that many. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so in 1977, the first Cookie Chris mascot, Cookie Jarvis, was introduced to the world, and he was a, a wizard-type character. But then eight years later, we were introduced to Cookie Crook and Cookie Cop, and yes. those are the ones that really I consider. I love them so much. I know. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I believe it was about three years later... Uh, it would have been 1990, I believe, Cookie Crook received a canine partner named Chip mm-hmm. the Dog. Yep. 
And uh, they were the, the mainstays until 1997, whenever uh, General Mills bought the trademark from Ralston Foods. And uh, General Mills decided to just make Chip the mascot. So it became Chip the dog as the primary character, Stupid. who eventually became Chip the wolf. Yeah, I know. And, uh, that's, that's who it is today. Stupid. I know. I, know. I guess they didn't want to popularize, you know, uh, a criminal, I guess. Kind of like the same thing with the Hamburglar. They didn't want to make kids say, hey, it's cool to be a bad guy. I know. But, but still, I it mean, was so it was he was cool. I'm sorry. It is cool to be a bad guy cool. if you're stealing cereal. <laughs> Just don't steal anything else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I always liked these guys and I thought that there might be some deeper darker story, but Yeah, I thought there I would be too. With annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I thought there'd be a, like protests of all these, you know, 50-year-old moms saying no more criminals in our cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I could only wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny as yeah. you were explaining and talking about them. I don't know if you ever do this or people listening ever do this. When something like that is, you know, brings back memories. I actually felt like I was in my grandparents' living room watching TV. I really honestly did. And that's huh. why I love talking about this kind of stuff because it brings me back and hopefully it brings everybody back too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's why you have a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. I, so, my next pick. Uh, that's Jenny. But that's not Jenny's dad. If she gets into that car, that may be the last time you'll see Jenny. I'm McGuff, yes. the crime dog. See those kids? Every day in this country, 60 kids disappear. Some run away, but a lot are kidnapped by strangers. Or even by people they know. So write to McGruff and teach your kids to protect themselves. Help, uh take a bite out of crime uh yeah i i, I love mcgruff <laughs> i love mcgruff so much did you think about him at all when you're thinking about this list no i didn't uh and i really i really was thinking more along the lines of serial and, and yeah apparently video games <laughs> yeah i tried to stay but, clear of at least the video games part but mcgruff yeah. the crime dog i've you know i i connected with him at an early age because I was born in 1980, and these commercials came around that same time. And so I grew up almost every Saturday morning seeing him tons and tons of times on the TV. And I also remember it was either kindergarten or first grade when I was living in Reno, Nevada. Um, my teacher had a McGruff puppet. Like, a, it was a good-sized puppet, at least from what I remember. It could be, you know, two oh. inches tall. But to me, I, I want to say it was at least, you know, the size of your arm. So your whole arm would, you know, go up there and, and she would move him around and we'd have like a media section of our, our, of our classroom and she put in a cassette and it was like a, a McGruff cassette and she would, you know, move the puppet around to, to, as if he was voicing what's coming out of the audio. And I have so many fond memories of McGruff. I won't even say we had somebody come in in costume one time that same year too. I don't remember by think that happened yeah that definitely happened at my school did it okay uh, so no, it probably no. did happen in my school then too yeah yeah it was it was pretty cool i always love seeing these these mascot characters in in, in costume yeah so mcgruff yeah, the crime I, dog he was created in 1979 and actually debuted like i said the year i was born 1980 with a lot of public service announcements you know like telling people to lock their doors you know putting lights on timers um 
everything to really to reduce crime. And as you heard from the audio, you know, prevent, you know, kidnapping and anti-drug and anti-violence and that kind of stuff. Um, he actually was named from a nationwide contest in 1980. I did not know that. Huh. Wow. So I guess McGruff the Crime Dog came to be in 1980 when the nation decided that was the... I wonder what else they were going to name it. I wonder what the choices were. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm glad it wasn't the, the millennials because they would have come up with some <laughs> terrible Oh, there wouldn't be a crime dog at all. It would be. I don't that's, want to go into politics. True. Never mind. I don't want to talk about this kind of stuff. <laughs> millennials, I love you guys so much. Okay. Thank you for listening. We probably don't have any millennials <laughs> listening to our podcast about the Gen X <laughs> generation. You know. Well, it, millennials are so widely defined because technically it's like eighty-two to ninety-eight or something like yeah, that. That's it's a ridiculously long. Yeah, gap. That's, that doesn't seem right whatsoever. No, it doesn't. And of course, uh, he came back into the light, limelight, a couple years back. I think it was three years ago. Of course, it wasn't a positive thing. So here's where we're about to get a little bit dark. You remember when McGruff was in the news about three years ago, Gary? I do. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. 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 So McGruff was in the news because the voice actor for McGruff, his name was John R. Morales. He was sentenced to 16 years in prison. After the police um, seized 1,000 marijuana plants, 27 weapons, which included a grenade launcher and 9,000 rounds of ammunition from his home. Quite ironic that McGruff the crime dog would be arrested for all that. I know. And it's not like it's not like just a small thing. It's like the most excessive things <laughs> you can get. <laughs> I mean, when it said grenade launcher, I was like, you know, okay, marijuana, that's, you know, that's, you know, iffy and all, but 27 weapons, including a grenade launcher. <laughs> McGruff, seriously. I remember when you came into my school and you, you said, don't do that kind of stuff, man. <laughs> you got to protect your doghouse somehow, man. <laughs> now, the reason why I said I don't know who the voice actor was that I grew up with is because... I did more research on John R. Morales, and he was actually 41 years old when he was charged. And after doing the math, that would mean he was born around 1973, meaning he would have been seven or eight in the commercials that I remember. And I don't know about you, but that's quite an impressive voice to have at the age of seven. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. So I don't know who the original McCruff is. I don't know either. Might have to do some research on voice chasers and see if we can figure it out. Yeah. And get him on the show. He's probably passed away though. It's, it's sad. I hate that. I know I would, I would imagine. So if not, he's, he's definitely very retired. Yeah. He had a, he had a, a, you know, scruffy voice. And so I would imagine he would have been been in the sixties or seventies back then, you know? Yeah, that's true. So that is my fourth pick. You didn't have any more, did you? That's a great pick. No, no, you, you, you guessed one of mine. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, I will say that I didn't think about McGruff, but I did think about his counterpart, who also advised children yeah. to stay safe. And I don't know if this is your number one pick. No, it's not. Uh, I was just thinking Smokey the Bear. Great choice. Yeah, that was the one that came to mind. I don't know why McGruff never did. We had Smokey on the podcast. We never talked about Smokey though. That's true. Jack Angel. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what point he was. Mm -hmm. Smoky, but on his resume, he's on there. 
that's nice. I, I don't know if I ever realized that. Or yeah. So he could have been the one we were listening to. I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure when he was. There's some. That's what. There's some, been so many people that do these characters. Like mm-hmm. you don't realize how many people were actually were Captain Crunch. You know what I mean? There's at least five. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, I'd say there's a minimum of three for any given character. Uh, just about. Yeah, at least. But I actually I actually got to see Smokey last year in costume. Uh, and there's actually like a picture of me as a kid. That's probably I don't know three or four with Smokey the Bear, and then a picture of me just last year with Smokey the Bear. And his design is quite different nowadays. He's hmm. he's very bland and expressionless. Huh. He's sad. But now wouldn't it be ironic if he's like McGruff and he's actually causing the fires. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great and awful at the same time. Yeah. Yes. So what is your last choice? All right, my, my number one pick, I'll, I'll go over this quickly. Let's just play the audio real quick. The night Birdie the early bird came to McDonald Land. Whoa, open that box, please, please, I beg. Why, inside's a wonderful egg. So they made it a nest, oh. kept it warm through the night. That egg cracked a smile. What a beautiful sight. Now, Ronald knew if he brought on the day, that early bird would come out. So many, so many good voice actors in that commercial right there. Oh yeah, for sure. So, so Birdie is your number one pick? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Ronald McDonald, of course, my interview. Yes. Please go check out the interview, everybody. It's a really good one. You wouldn't think talking to Ronald McDonald and listening to it would be fun, but it was a good interview. You learn a lot about the character. You learn a lot about the actor from 1984 to 1991, which to me, like I said, that that's my Ronald. For you, it might be the guy who took over in 91 because you were a little bit younger than me. But for me, yeah. McDonald's, you know, I liked it as a kid, the food, but I can't stand it now. But McDonald's was more than food to me as a kid. Yeah, me too. He was he was a person. McDonald's was a person to, to me as a kid, and it would cheer me up to see those commercials because he was so happy. Mm. Yeah, that that is the truth. Um, I I really I have so many fond memories of McDonald's, but I th- we've already kind of covered this on an episode, so I don't yeah wanna, <laughs> yeah I don't want to do much double talk, but it was it's just so many good memories. So to give a quick bio on Ronald McDonald, he actually originated in, uh, you know, Willard Scott from the Today Show? He was the very first Ronald McDonald. He kind of created him. I've seen the pictures. They're scary. Yeah, they're very, very scary. Um, (laughs) It was three TV spots he did in 1963. And since then, there's been a handful of other actors who've played him. I think there's like eight, nine or ten of them. A few of them only did it for like a year at a time. So they weren't in there right. very long. But Squire Friedel, the guy I interviewed, he is, I believe, the second longest, I think, to be Ronald McDonald. If not tied for the first, I don't remember. I think the guy after him has been there the longest. And I know he was there from, when did when did Squire? 84? 84 to 91. 80, uh, 91, okay. I know that the, set, the guy after him ran through at least 2002, maybe? Yeah, so he was that's there. that's where I sort of lost focus. Yeah. Now, me too. Yeah. Which he was great. No, I loved him too. Uh, he was, you know, just as good, honestly, but he's just not 
the one I grew up with, so I didn't like him as much. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And um, s- he was the one who was in the Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald, the or ni- whatever those that cartoon series was the called. 90, the nineties one, the nineties one, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually did some live action, and then he did the voice for Ronald in that. So that's that's kind of where I'm most familiar. Well, that's the only reason I know that he did it that long, because I'm pretty sure that's mm-hmm. the same guy. Yep, it is the same guy that did the cartoons. And Squire, of course, was the the Ronald you see in Mac and Me, the movie Mac and Me, which is the E.T. ripoff. <laughs> the, yeah. I wouldn't even say it's a Kmart version of <laughs> E.T. It's more like a, a Shopco version of E.T. or something. <laughs> Maybe even Dollar Tree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, that's, that's more. It's, pretty... it's like the thrift store version of it. There, there we go. There you go, yeah. <laughs> We hammered it out, but yeah, that was a, that was a pretty awful movie. <laughs> so bad, so bad that I don't remember anything about it at all. I just remember laughing at parts that weren't supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but sadly, McDonald's kind of they don't use Ronald as much anymore. And of course, Ronald was in the news this past summer when all those clown sightings were popping up around the country here, and McDonald's announced that they were kind of gonna do away with Ronald for a short period of time, which I don't know how long that's going to be, but I haven't seen him honestly in five or more years. Me neither. Now that I think about it, I mean, and I, I I spend a pretty regular time watching kids programming. I don't even see him in commercials. Um, but no, it's kind of not a time for mascots anymore. No, I think it's because it is because of those soccer moms or who, you know, that's what I'm calling them. It's anybody, honestly, it's people complaining, yeah. saying, hey, you're selling things to my kids. Mm-hmm. That's what's wrong with this world in this country is that your kids could decide if they want to, you know, eat it or not. It, a clown's not telling you to eat. Honestly, he hardly even told you to eat anyways on the commercials I remember as a kid. He taught you how to ice yeah. skate. He taught you how to, you know, be friendly and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I remember, you know, whenever I was younger, they had uh, Joe Camel for camel cigarettes yeah and uh i always thought that he was so cool because he had all the ladies and he could play pool (laughs) and every instrument known to man but i never once thought to myself i want to smoke a cigarette that's so true i want to be a camel (laughs) no that's that's a great point i saw the same ads too and thought he was a really cool looking character but you know in my lifetime i've honestly only had maybe like six cigarettes my whole lifetime it's like Mm. it never enticed me to smoke at all yeah, there, there's so many real-world things that overpower any sort of mascot. You know, it's it's the real world is dangerous. You know, wear your safety helmet. That's what I say, and 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 don't don't get mad at a company because they're trying to promote their product. That's mm-hmm. that's just sort of how I feel about it. But I don't want to preach at people. I just <laughs> I hate that this is a time where you know mascots are no longer as popular as they once were. You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. This is Corey Burton saying, you're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. I guess now it's time to kind of look back at the year 2016. Here we are looking in the first week in 2017. And I know we can do a whole episode about all the people we lost in 2016, but I didn't want to do that. I, you know, I kind of just want to move on and, and try to look past everything that's happened in 2016. Cause we lost a lot of great people. Yeah. It was a really rough year. So 
you're about to hear a little audio that I put together to thank everybody that we lost in 2016. It's all the people, all the voice actors, all people associated with cartoons. You know, it could be a regular celebrity who voiced something in a cartoon or, or animated movie. I put them in one giant video. It's actually like a 14 or something minute video because there's so many that we lost. Um, to me, before we play that though, I kind of just want to talk about a few of my favorites that were on this list. Of course, you can't mention anybody without mentioning Alan Young. No. One of the the greatest on the list, and that was extremely sad to hear about. He actually passed away a couple of days after my birthday, and I remember it was a group of friends of mine were kind of throwing me a birthday party, and I found he passed away like a, an hour before the party, and it, it really brought me down because he was such a great guy and such a great actor. I I completely agree. It was it was a tough day. I remember you called me. I think right whenever. Uh, the news broke pretty much and it was it was it was tough i mean you know these guys are getting older a lot of our heroes are getting older and you know it 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 should come as less of a surprise than some of these others and it certainly did but it didn't make it any easier yeah i knew he was retired i knew he was in a home and i knew it was just inevitable that it's gonna happen but it's always sad just to hear when it does yeah for sure the next one I guess I only have two more that I, you know, I felt compelled to talk about. Next one is Debbie Reynolds. I loved her to death. She just passed away just a couple weeks ago, or just a week ago, maybe something like that. Yeah, that was that was a tough loss too. Cause yeah, I mean, I know we're both we don't talk about it on here really, but I know we're both fans of Singing in the Rain. Yeah. And and she's so good in that movie. Oh, so good in that she movie. Was, she was always so good in everything that she did. Of course, she voiced Charlotte in Charlotte's Web, and I I grew up watching that movie a lot. And so rest in peace, Debbie Reynolds. And actually have a, you know, it's not a fun story, but she was almost on the podcast. I think I remember telling you about that at one point, Gary. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. But I, she told me that she would love to do it. That it sounded like a lot of fun to talk about Charlotte's web and that I needed to go through her publicist to arrange the time, date and, you know, phone number and that kind of stuff to when we're going to talk. And, I don't know. Like, I I don't think the publicist really. It's like, oh, it was like Debbie Reynolds talk about cartoons. She doesn't do cartoons anymore. So I don't know what she thought, but yeah. she told me that Debbie was sick and couldn't do it. Which mm. I'm not saying it was a lie because it really could be true. But yeah. I, I kind of I really regret not pushing it more. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I haven't known of her to really be all that ill. Uh, no, in, in no, recent years. exactly. And this was about a year and a half ago. I was like, I should have, I should have reached out, you know, several months afterwards. But I always thought you always think you have time, but you don't. You know, yeah. you never know when things are going to happen. Yeah, that's the truth. So we almost had Debbie on, and I would have loved to talk to Debbie. The final one I wanted to just talk about real quick was Joe Alasky, whom oh, yeah. that one really hits home to me because he was on our show. Like I interviewed him for like an hour a couple years ago and he passed away almost exactly a year ago today. And he is a voice, you know, he, he's actually the only person to ever voice every single Looney Tunes character that Mel Blanc did after Mel Blanc passed away. Really? Yeah. Cause everybody else, Warner brothers after that decided to kind of separate them. They don't like having one voice actor to have all the power like Mel Blanc had. Cause Mel Blanc, you right. know, he did, he asked for more money because Mel Blanc should get more money. And I don't think Warner Brothers liked that. They didn't actually give him more money. They actually gave him 
credits on the on the cartoons. Mm-hmm. And so I think Milk Blink was the very first voice actor to get credit on screen. And that was a that was a method of payment for Mel Blank because after that, he got more popular and got more gigs because of it. So Warner Brothers doesn't doesn't like having one person own the voice to all the characters. But Joe Alasky was the only person after Mel Blank to actually voice every single one of them. I, I I can see that that it's it's honestly hard to remember that or hard to believe that that was 2016 because that actually feels like it was. I know. I know, but But, it was, it was a tough year for sure. (laughs) Also in my interview with Alan, uh, sorry. Also in my interview with Joe Alaska, he talks about meeting Mel Blanc during the filming of Roger Rabbit because Mel Blanc was supposed to voice all the Looney Tunes characters in the, in the movie, but they didn't quite think Mel was landing the voice of Yosemite Sam a hundred percent. And so that's when Joe came in to voice Yosemite Sam for the movie, and so while Mel, Mel Blanc may voice all the other characters, it's actually Joe Lasky in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Hmm. So he my talks biscuits ab- are burning exactly. So he talks about that in my interview. Go check it out. It's it's a good good interview, and I guess let's 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 play the audio of everybody who's passed away in 2016, and it was actually in the episode here, and then just play the audio. Okay. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I can't wait for this month to unfold and start releasing new episodes every Monday. So please check us out every Monday. Yes. And thank you for listening to us through 2016. If you just found us, you know, keep listening. There's a lot of great things in store and uh, we appreciate you guys a lot. And now here's my tribute to the people we lost in 2016. Why did you close that? Good news, Henry. I got you a job, so now you don't have to worry about the rent. I'll worry about when I have to worry. All you gotta do is jump out of a plane and take pictures of some daredevil skydivers. What do you say? In a word, no. But why not? Because I value my life. I guess that's okay, Henry. Every time Binky saw children, he would say, Hey, kid! Cut that out. Hold it! Stop this boring action! How do you like that? Replaced by a crummy machine. There's only one way to get my job back. Mouse Scouts, bring in the bottle. Sacre bleu. This is a bottle. Oh, what kind of decent brushes here? Mr. Vidal, if you please. <coughs> to Morningside Orphanage, New York. It's difficult to decipher. Well, I can't make it out. Just let me get my claws on that senator's throat! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still learning to control that. Thanks to Professor X's help. 
I don't see why I should. Nobody ever does anything for me. But what is it? Could you let it snow just for one day in the South? What? Snow in the South? Just for one day. Never! Mm. Mm. Unless, um, unless there were, uh, something in it for me. No, I'm not answering any more questions today. How come? That's a question, and I'm not answering it, so there. <laughs> come out, come out, whoever you are. my mountain of money now. <laughs> Sheriff, you got visitors. Who is it? Bunch of teenagers and a dog. Shall go away. Sheriff Bronson Stone, mind your manners. So sorry about this. He's been a cranky pants ever since he didn't win this year's crimey. For the glory of Merlin, daylight is mine to command. This is so freaking cool! Oof, what's gotten into him? What do you mean? He's always, uh, grouchy. Yeah, but not at the holidays. Yeah, and you always put the star on top of the tree. <laughs> That's more gold than in Fort Knox! And it's all mine! Pure gold! Help me shake this beauty loose! Buck Cluck. Son, there's something I want you to know. What then? In about three seconds, I'm going to scream like a little girl! Not too shabby, eh? They'll have the best of care. And all I ask is that you let the local folks share a little glimpse of your blessing. Hello, don't say it. What's up, Doc? He said it. Are you okay? You seem a little jittery. Who are you? Absalom. You're not Absalom, I'm Absalom. The question is, who are you? Alice. We shall see. What do you mean by that? I ought to know who I am. Yes, you ought, stupid girl. Unroll the oracle. All I want to know is, is it true? Is the Batman really hitting our people? Beautiful. That's just beautiful. Why? He never leaned on us before. I'm too old for this. What are you, a comedian? This is the Batman we're talking about here. A freak job. He'll crucify me! <laughs> well, Kevin's a Tri-Cama-Delta man like me. Oh, you're in the, the same fraternity. is o'er, the, the eve draws close, the light begins to fade. We croon our way into thine heart with a tri-cam serenade. The one place I didn't have a show.
spring. That means there's only 274 days left till winter. Everybody, wake up! Hibernation's over! Maltar. The ghost around. <laughs> <laughs> I told him he had a package down in the mailroom. <laughs> I laid a bunch of traps for him along the way, you know, to slow him down a little. <laughs> Good one. Welcome to Atlantis. I've been expecting you. Allow me to introduce myself. I am the Lord Royal Highness, but my friends call me LRH. Hello, I'm Thumbelina. I'm gathering tulip pollen, so I'll have food for my journey. For your journey? Yes, I have a long voyage to make. Me too. I'm on my way to the Garden of Paradise. The Garden of Paradise? Right. I think that's the name of the place I'm going. Yes. What are you doing? Making chocolate pudding. It's four o'clock in the morning. Why on earth are you making chocolate pudding? Because I've lost control of my life. Whatever he's doing, there must be a reason. Hose your fire. Didn't the prince come to your rescue? Isn't that what a prince is for? Thank you, my darling, darling! That was the stupidest, most dangerous, stupidest! You said that already. And I'm going to keep saying it, young lady. I don't believe it. This was your idea? Do you realize what this will do to your permanent record? Ah, not so fast! I just happen to know your cup is not a wax if you start here, it goes splish, 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 you fall off the stupid edge. <laughs> Hi, I'm an engineer. But I've heard that his old assistant, Sam Goodell, was trying to carry on his research. Rick Bazooka reporting. Target escape en route to enemy stronghold. Sir, I'm pretty messed up, sir. Well, my nephew is off to a grand future. What a lucky boy. Don't be rude. Nicodemus wasn't just some old rat. Young man, he was the I don't care who he was. Oh. Hans, keep away from there. How many times have I told you these poor people are not our kind? They live in those hovels across the river. You live in a fine home, so keep away from them. 
It must be removed. Removed? It's that serious? Serious? You heard the word dang, yes? Well, dang started out as a harmless replacement for a certain bad word, but it spread like wildfire across playgrounds and gymnasiums. Today, it's no longer a stand-in for a bad word, but a full-blown bad word in its own right. I had no idea. I let that one get away from me, Prickly. Well, I'm not about to let that happen again. The womp stops here. You got it, Curly. That's the sweetest invite I've ever had. Thanks for brightening my day, Curly. I feel a lot better now. But still, I just can't believe my family would entirely ignore my birthday. We're a pretty tight unit, but gee, not even one little happy birthday. Not even one. Hello. This one almost had my name on it, didn't it? They're getting better, you know. You've got to admit it. They are getting better. Rob? That's a naughty word. We never rob. We just sort of borrow a bit from those who can afford it. Well, you're not looking for her, are you, Doc? We got a ghost to ghost network. We share haunting stories. We throw parties. The parties are always pretty good, though. Well, that's an interesting spin on trespassing, pandering, and illegal solicitation. Spam before I send you all to Elf Prison! Oh, home sweet home. How I miss you at the holidays. You have no need for the perfume, my Christmas kitty. You smell of the sweetest garden in the bloom of the spring. Sylvester the Cat, alias Sylvester the Investor. You're deceased, a spirit, a ghost. Are you fired? I say, I say, some. <laughs> oh. is a tremendous thing. After all, what's a life anyway? We're born, we live a little while, and we die. I'm done for, Wilbur. In a while, I'll be dead. I haven't even strength enough to climb down into the crate. Charlotte? I'm thinking of your life, Wilbur. Nothing can harm you now. The autumn days grow short and cold. It's Christmas time again Then snows of winter slowly melt The days grow short And then He turns the seasons around And so she changes her gown Mother Earth Father time How very special Are we For just a moment To be 
lot of lives eternal.